0: It's time for JT the Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. The plan was to get this roster with this new regime. They were not keeping this roster, my friend. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels were not keeping the roster they inherited from Mayock and Gruden and before that. And there were going to be changes, and we told you. Are you with me on that? Excuses die. The record stands.
1: JT the Brick
0: that's it that's all we've been telling you all year if you've been listening they have a plan i'm not saying it's going to work it's going to be a hundred percent but i'm behind the plan the plan is to get it up to speed where it's really good for a long period of time you are what your record is sound off like you got a pair and now jt the man to miss the legend here's jt the brick out of the gate jt with the hour number two of the show brought to you by modello I reward myself with a bucket of modelos every Friday, I even tweeted it out today in the backyard as the weather was beautiful at JT the Brick on Twitter. I will have an ice bucket of modello coming up out here on Friday. Modello, the fighting spirit. We thank modello for everything we're doing with them around March Madness. Uh, this is where I get out here a little bit more. We get some remotes coming up in one week uh, as of yesterday, next Wednesday upcoming join us from noon to 3. I'll be there an extra hour uh, hanging out for the kickoff of the playing games for March Madness. We're at the Stratosphere at the PT's inside there. More details coming up there. We're talking about today Jared Stidham. I got two great guests this hour. Gary Lawless will join us from Tampa. The Golden Knights are there. Rod Woodson, whose birthday is tomorrow, as a good friend just whispered to me. Rod Woodson's birthday is tomorrow. So we're going to have Rod on, head coach of the Vipers. And I believe one of the 25 greatest football players of all time not top 100 not 50 top 25 and i think he backs it up so we'll talk to rod here in a little bit as we get rolling so gary lawless in a few minutes and the big topic of the show is jared stidham uh today we want to know from you what you think we're going to get from jared stidham and do you think he's the starter the backup or the bridge quarterback i got a lot to say on this uh after gary comes on here let's get to ray in santa Clarita. Want to get to you before we have our guest on? Go ahead, Ray. Tell us what you think of Jared Stidham.
2: Hey, thanks, and it's uh, Raider Red, actually.
0: Okay, thank you.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, And and nice to talk to you, JT. So, in regards to um, um, Stidham, I think that we should go in on Stidham. Mm -hmm. I think that he'd be um, a great bridge uh, for another quarterback, and I think that it'll allow us to develop our defense because that has been our Achilles heel I mean for years so I think that it'd be nice to have um, a management team that comes in and says hey you know what we're going to focus on what's been our Achilles heel we're going to take care of this defense um, and we will work out the quarterback situation um, as we go along because you know there's been a lot of great quarterbacks who don't have Super Bowl rings but there have been some Mm -hmm. average quarterbacks who have played on teams that have great defenses and good running games who have won Super Bowls. And I think that that is a better recipe for us. So okay, so, so know, let me ask you
0: this. Uh, my guest is ready. I've got to run. But one quick question. So if Stidham is the starter, you're going to call me every week on the radio and calm everyone down? It's a, it's a, it's a, all these Stidham starting calls, I'm fine with. You're going to call me during the year if the Raiders lose a game and Stidham's the starter? You're going to promise me you're going to call me and be the voice of reason and say, JT, this is good. I love the plan. Well, yes, I will call
2: you every okay. week and tell you that yes, J.T., this is the plan. Good. I'm not believing that we're going to be winners with Stidham as a um, as the starting quarterback. I don't believe that. I believe that okay. that will give us an opportunity to start developing the the defense. Not get a bridge um, got quarterback it. Um, afterwards, like um, Richardson. I'm sorry, you know, okay. If, if, Jay, if, if Richardson was six four, two forty five. I don't want to talk about Richardson ran. now.
0: I thanks for the call. I got a guest. I said I don't want to talk about Richardson now. I'm talking about Stidham. Uh, we're talking about Stidham, and we're talking about the Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. I'm not here for a deep playoff run. That's why I have Gary Lawless on live from Tampa, right? But it's about winning the West and having the one seat as you're back East again. How are you, Gary? I'm good, JT. How are you? I am fantastic. A little bit of a bump, a tight game loss to start off the road trip. And I'm one of the few people who have a radio show, Wink Wink, in Vegas, who was at the Tampa Bay Lightning VGK game where Vegas came through. So tell me about this, this matchup, one of the best teams in hockey, two out of the last three cups. How big of a test is this tonight?
3: Uh, This whole, the, the front end of this trip, Florida, Tampa, Carolina, all, and then, and then after Carolina, it's back to back. They got a flight to St. Louis. They play Carolina on Saturday, and then the Blues on Sunday. So it, this mm. this is uh, th- this is difficult water to traverse. And uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy announced yesterday that Aiden Hill's got uh, some bumps and bruises. So the team has recalled Yuri Patera. So we're going to see some Jonathan quick here and find out uh, uh, Kelly McC- McCrimmon. You know, you buy insurance and you hope you never have to use it. hes They're using it tonight, and I would expect they'll be using it quite a bit over the next couple of days.
0: Walk me through what you heard as the Jonathan Quick story was developing, and you know the sport as good as anybody, uh, how you felt about it, and now that he's been here in-house, what you've seen at practice and already seen him on the ice.
3: Well, I guess you, you preface it by the goaltending has been excellent. The Golden mm-hmm. Knights have got, uh, of late, It's kind of weird. Logan Thompson had a really good start, hit a bit of a low, and then, boy, was he playing really good hockey. He gets hurt. Loren Berçoise steps in after hip surgery. He played three fantastic games, 936 save percentage over the three games he played. He gets hurt. Aiden Hill comes back in. Probably the goaltending performance of the season stops 47-50 in regulation all in overtime and won the shootout over New Jersey. He was good against Florida the other night as well. He gets hurt. So now yeah, it's Jonathan Quick and uh you know I I prefer Jonathan Quick to Michael Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. No offense to Michael Hutchinson, but Jonathan Quick's a Hall of Famer Now you can argue he's on the back nine. He is. He's 37 years old. But there's lots that goes into what Jonathan Quick is and he may not be as quick as he once was sorry it's, it's mm-hmm. you try not to <laughs> try not to do that, but it just happens <laughs> um, but he still has all that experience uh knows how to win knows how to carry himself uh won his first game he's actually won he won three of his last four with l a and now he won his first with Vegas so he's won four of his last five games uh I, listen, I think they wanted him to bring him in and and use him. You know, spot duty as a backup until one of Thompson or Bereswag get healthy. Well, now Hill's hurt, so uh, so he's the guy for a little bit. Uh, that's not what was intended. Again, Kelly McCrimmon did a really good job covering his bases and making sure they had somebody in here that uh, that that they could lean on. And uh, uh, you know, it's a bit of a bet because his numbers were down mm-hmm. this year, but they feel that if and I'll tell you what, we we've, we've seen the blueprint already. The way they played the first two periods in front of Jonathan Quick against the Montreal Canadiens, they defended really well. They limited the, the high danger chances. Quick was fine. He'll, you play like that in front of him, he'll win games. Put him in the Aiden Hill, <coughs> excuse me, Jump. put him in the situation that they put, in Aiden, put Aiden Hill in versus New Jersey, it's going to be a stretch. So it, it, to me, there, there's, there's always a positive. And if having Jonathan Quick in goal puts the Golden Knights skaters in a position where they determine, yeah, we've got to tighten up our game and we have to play playoff hockey now until we clinch a berth before we take our foot off the gas and we take it off at all, that's a good thing.
0: Gary Lawless is our guest live from Tampa as VGK takes on the Lightning. i got to assume that Barbachev is your type of guy. That's a type of – Barbashev is a Gary Lawless type of grinder get in front of the net, play hard, hit, be able to take a hit, and not complain, play banged up. I haven't talked to you since VGK brought him in. Tell me about the fit with the Golden Knights and what can you expect? What's his ceiling uh, going into the end of this year in the postseason?
3: I love players that uh, that mix physicality with finesse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Rick Cockett, Shane Corson. Um, if you want to go back a little farther, like Tom Wilson from, from today, if you want to go back a little farther, uh, Terry O'Reilly, Rick mm-hmm. Milton, players like that, Bill Barber, guys that can, uh, guys that will hit you, guys that can be effective uh, away from the puck, and then when they get it in the danger zone, they put it away. And uh, Ivan Barbashev is one of those guys. I don't think he has a ceiling. you know, He scored 26 last year. Now he's playing with Jack Eichel. Uh, they really have, fit together nicely he's got five points in five games since he's arrived i don't want to put a ceiling on him i want to i want to i want to see what he does i want to they're putting him in a position to succeed let's see how far he goes
0: nice i thought i was going to get a clark gillies and charlie simmer who's in my wedding there from me too i like yeah, i like sir. you yeah of course yeah those guys uh yeah. al secord uh bobby nystrom
3: yeah yes. for sure that's that, that that's the type of guy
0: uh, Cassidy on these East Coast road trips and we see he's so good with the media and he answers every question and again where this team has fought through injuries this year and we talked about Mark Stone in the past and just how he's handling the post uh, pulse of this team when you see him at practice, or when you see him in the game get into a player or there's a bad shift overall what can what are the takeaways? With Coach Cassidy and what you've seen, that really lead you to believe that he's this right guy, especially for this road trip where the calendar is. You know,
3: I think if Bruce kind of has a mix of Gerard Gallant and Pete DeBoer, he's got you know he's really good technically, but he's also he can also be tough when he needs to be. And you know, he didn't like the way the team played on on Tuesday, so the practice yesterday was very physical it was a compete practice and Mm. the plan was to just have a light skate if a skate at all on to on tuesday and then have a morning skate this morning you really have to balance it at this time of the year guys are hurt guys are tired the games are intense you have to preserve their energy but he didn't like what he saw uh tuesday so yesterday was a compete practice today he would let he didn't let anybody on the ice no morning skate so Mm. he's smart knows how to manage he's been deep in the playoffs been in the Stanley Cup he's you know there's not much that's going to pass by Bruce Cassidy's eyes that he's not that he won't have seen before although I asked him this morning you know have you ever been on goalie four before and he just said I've been trying to think of what when it, when it happened it you know in Boston we had our goalies were healthy the whole time it never happened and uh you couldn't remember a time in the minor leagues in the minor leagues as well. Of course, in Vegas, it's nothing new, right? You know, year one, Flurry, Subban, Dance, Legacy, and I mm-hmm. always forget Ferg, Dylan Ferguson. So uh, I, I won't, uh, I won't forget him. They, five goalies, Go right? Ahead. You know, and 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 this is goalie five as well if you include Robin Leonard. So uh, <laughs> it tells you a lot about the team. In front of the goalies, that they can be at, they can be first in the West and first in the Pacific, uh, this you know, well into March, and be on goalie five in the organization.
0: Fantastic, Gary Lawless. As we wrap it up, now we're going to talk steaks because possibly the greatest steakhouse in America, Burn Steakhouse, where I've only been to once, and it was over a Super Bowl. And the server waiter comes up to us and says, you know, we were guests with the Raiders and we said, we'd like to take you to the largest wine cellar in America. And I go, excuse me, we practice in Napa. What did you say? He says, yes, follow us. And we go underneath, across the street to this underground wine collection, which is one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest in America, as our steak orders in and Dan Marino sitting on the other side of the room, it was the most remarkable and excellent steakhouse I've been to outside of Las Vegas. Any chance you've been to Burns Steakhouse there? I have been
3: to Burns uh, a long time ago. Okay. Uh, came here on a client trip with uh, TSN. So the Jets were playing the Lightning, and we, they brought some clients in. So some VP, some bigwig from from head office uh, threw his corporate card down. He was not um, – <laughs> How Should I say this? It was not as loose with the wine selection as one would have Ooh. hoped he would be. You know, it was a little. Uh, you know the, the the there was a certain price that was kind of whispered to you. <laughs> Don't go above that. Which uh, and which is fine, but the price was too low, right? You know, like it, 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 I, we didn't expect him to blow his brains out and buy a five bo- thousand right. dollar bottle of uh, of Rothschild, but you know. 250 300 you know that that, that that would have been okay so uh, haven't been ever since and you know uh, uh, our little hockey crew we are we are well we love to watch hockey so there's sure. a bar, there's a hockey bar in, in Tampa called Patrick's uh, we the grouper sandwich is good we always end up there bar stools watch a couple games back to the JW Marriott. this is uh, Tampa's a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Media town because yeah. the hotel is top shelf. Hatrick's does they have the package that you name a game they get it, and then the lobby bar at the JW Marriott. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little out of school. Last night, goaltending coach Sean Burke, he's pals with DB Sweeney, so DB the fine actor, cutting edge, yeah, a uh, whole bunch of great great movies. He, uh, he came into the lobby and uh, sat down with our group and, uh, and told stories for a long time. Uh, it was great. And now, this is, this is the, why this is the other part of, of Tampa being a sleeper. The media meal here is tremendous. They've got a salad bar. They've got a carvery station. I, I just had a slice of rare prime rib. And wow, I had man. a glass <laughs> of that uh, $45 bottle of plonk that that VP jerk bought um i w- it would have been lovely to wash it down instead because i'm getting ready for a game i've got a little uh i got a little coffee here to uh to get me going so uh it's been uh, it's been a fun two days It'd be even funner if the vgk can put two points in their pants
0: the great gary lawless you know it's interesting we could be at Barry steakhouse at Circa or a one over at virgin or all the great steakhouses here in town it's nice when someone else is paying And I think you got to have that respect. You can't go for the thousand dollar bottle or the 500. Someone else is picking up the tab. But, you know, now I'm in, I'm going through this stage in my life where I have friends who are coming into town inviting me out. And, you know, you know me, we've been, I've always thrown in my card. I'm always there. I'm not there as America's guest. I'll help out along the way. But when you're with the guys on the road in the NHL, are there anybody better when you don't go to the hockey dinners with the players and you hear that these, these guys, they're the most generous. They're unbelievable with the chef and the server. They sign everything. And then they put up these big tabs on an off night. Are hockey players the best athletes in all the sports to go out to dinner with?
3: I like hockey stories. So yeah. uh, for me, uh, and I don't, we, we don't, I don't go out with the current players, but all the guys I go out with are former players, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or broadcasters. And, uh, and we, have, we just, oh, boy. We just had a – I'm not going to name any (laughs) names, but we just had a media meal incident. Someone is searching frantically for a Tide stick. There is a stain on the front of a white shirt. New shirt. New shirt, I'm told. uh, These are the things that happen. you got to bib up, uh, JT. Bib up for sure. you got to put the bib on. I I love the stories, and uh, we have a good time. I I will tell you this. I'm told that George Brett – Mm-hmm. When he was at his heyday in MLB, would roll in the town, and uh, the visiting house clubby, the visiting clubby would, uh, you know, George would leave him with 10, ten grand, whatever, at the end of the weekend. The tip was enormous, and uh, so you know what I mean. I think our I think our, our guys are really good, but most of them are small town Canadian guys or mm-hmm. uh, or mid or or Northeast uh, Americans. I don't think they throw it around quite to that extent yes. in terms of, uh, of being liberal with the tip. They take their money <laughs> and buy farmland in Canada. That's what they do. Braden, Braden McNabb, when he signed his contract, the first thing he did was he phoned his dad. How uh, much is a section? All right, let's get, let's, let's, let's get a couple. And he bought farmland with his, uh, with his, with his newfound largesse.
0: Amazing stories. Hope VGK gets the win. You're going to be gone for a while. We'll see you when you come back. Thanks so much for your time. Take care, JT. You got it. Be good. Me too. Gary Lawless. How good of a guest is he? I mean, I could talk for an hour and more so on a podcast about these athletes going to dinner. And I've been lucky to go to dinner with some athletes over the years who are playing. But mostly like Gary, I've gone out with alumni, you know, guys who have played before, and you see the generosity and what they talk. And he talks about the hockey stories. The stories are the key. You know, you're sitting around and you're having a dinner with Mark Messier or Chris Chelios. That's my buddy Steve Levy, who does the hockey games. You imagine the stories. And, I, you know, the name drop. We've had dinners with a lot a lot of former Raiders. The, the stories that come out at these dinners, especially when there's a couple of glasses of vino, a couple of bottles flowing, man. Those are the great stories you never forget. Mikey in Staten, Italy, as we're jumping in here on the show. Mike, you're my New York correspondent. Has Aaron Rodgers landed in New York yet? What's going on? Uh, Well,
4: JT, we're we're hearing conflicted things now uh, about it. We thought it was a done deal when they went out there. Now we're hearing that Rodgers doesn't want to leave Green Bay. Wait, well, JT, the New York Jets put everything in this basket. If we don't get... If we don't get Rodgers, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. Uh, Kobe Brissett is going to be our quarterback. But, JT, New York right now, it's very somber in New York right now. Our big free agent pitcher, Rodon,
0: mm-hmm.
4: has a bad elbow. Yep. Listen, San Francisco turned down the big trade with Korea. The Mets, did anybody check this guy's elbow when we gave him? New York Yankees are in a panic. We're losing our ace. The Jets did make a great move today. I don't know if you saw it. The Baltimore Ravens had too much money over the cap. They traded us one of their best twenty-seven year old safeties for, for nothing. We have a we so we made the defensive better. That means we're putting all our eggs in the basket, JK, to get to get Rogers. If we get Rodgers, we got a shot in this this AFC.
0: Thank you, Mikey. I agree with you on this. If you have Rodgers... You have a shot, but look, the Jets, Jets made you know, the moves are pretty big here. The Ravens trading safety Chuck Clark to the Jets in exchange for a late round draft pick compensation. The Jets got to clear some more money still for Aaron Rodgers, and they'll be able to do that here. Uh, But it looks like, and this is from Ian Rappaport five hours ago, the Jets are clearing cap space, releasing wide receiver Braxton Berrios, after the two sides were not able to come to terms on a restructure. Now, that was the key. Joe Douglas of the Jets is asking some players to restructure because they think they got Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to know next week. Aaron Rod, the Aaron Rodgers story will be settled next week, which will be good for everybody. Coming up next, one of the greatest football players of all time, Rod Woodson, head coach of the Vipers here in town. They're looking for their first win. He's going to grind one out, hopefully get one. And we'll talk to him about his great career, free agency. Rod bounced around to a few teams. What was so great about Rod Woodson, every team he went to, he gave more. You're like, oh my God, we could get Rod Woodson in Baltimore with the Raiders, the 49ers from the Steelers. And his play was always top shelf.
5: Quite honestly, I haven't really thought much about it. Um, you know, the, the last this this entire year, really, I've just been focused on whatever my role whatever my role was, and whether that's being the backup to Derek or these last two weeks, you know, preparing as a starter. So, uh, to be honest, I haven't give, really given it much thought. Um, so, we'll just we'll see how it plays out.
0: Let's Jared Stidham. Turn it up. We're talking about him as the potential starter. He's got to get signed too. You know, they got to do a deal with him. You would think that his price went up a little bit or not. I don't get in front of Raiders' money. I'm not telling you what he's worth. I could care less what he's worth. I hope if they come to agreement in terms. Everybody's happy from Dave Ziggler, Josh McDaniels to Jared Stidham. I would assume they're going to sign him because they need a quarterback. They need some bodies in here, and they know what they can get out of him. So we'll see how this plays out going forward. But look, uh, Jared Stidham can play, and he's been groomed to play just like we've had some other players. So, you know, that's it. Now, a Rod Woodson, who was just going to join us, just texted us. He had a push because he's doing something at practice with the players. No problem. So I was really looking forward to talking to Rod Woodson coming up here. He's not available right now. Something just came up with the team, which is fine. He's the head coach of the Vipers. We'll get him back here tomorrow or the next day. Rod is a very good friend. His birthday's tomorrow. So Rod's birthday is tomorrow. And. Uh, we'll hopefully get him on tomorrow or we'll get him on next week. I have no problem with that. So that opens up a line for you. I'm open till the top of the hour. Uh, I can talk for three hours. I got a show right after this, by the way, from four to six on Sirius XM as we'll be talking about NFL free agency. So that's a line for you at 702-365-9200. Uh, so Stidham, where do you rank him? Where do you rank him in your priority? This is Jared Stidham Day on the flagship from noon to two. Do you have him as a starter? Do you have him as a bridge quarterback or do you have him as the backup? Now, what's the difference between a backup and a bridge? Oh, simple. I'll tell you what that means is you get Aaron Rodgers as your starter and Stidham is the pure backup. He's just a backup. A bridge quarterback is that Stidham's going to start, but they're going to have Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud ready to go, and he's going to be the bridge to get that guy ready. And then the other one is he's just a flat-out starter because they're going to go with him because they're going to take a quarterback in the third or fourth round, who will not be playing at all. There will be no hope for that quarterback to play anytime soon. And Stidham will be the starter for the whole year. You got him, you hope he's healthy, and he's going to play. So those are the categories for him at 702-365-9200. And I want to play one soundbite. This is an all-time Mount Rushmore postgame press conference. Fred Van Vliet, who's an NBA player listen to what he said about the referees i can't imagine what his fine's gonna be bobby it took him 10 minutes to edit out all the profanity listen to this
6: i mean i don't mind i'll take a fine i don't really care i thought you know um ben taylor was fucking terrible tonight um i thought that on uh, most nights you know a couple of the, you know out of the three there's one or two that just the game up you know, and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter I get a bullshit tech. Changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs, are trying hard, they're pretty fair, they communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just wanna be dicks and um it just kinda fucks the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. Shit. They come to see the players. And um I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was and um it's been disappointing this season um you can look up most of my texts this year have been with ben taylor officiator. so at a certain point as a player you feel it's personal and um it's never a good place to be that's not why we lost tonight we got outplayed um but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome
0: wow uh fred van vliet of toronto that is one of the epic basically he dropped every type of profanity you could Against the referees and I don't know again if I missed it what the fine was or what the fine's gonna be. Uh, look that is a beauty. That's top that's Mount Rushmore four presidents, not five that's top four all time. I've never heard anybody on a press conference do that. That's basically you go up to the table with a bag of cash, 25 40 grand, 50 grand you give it to an assistant there and then you go speak and at, with profanity against referees in sports, To say that never happens, uh, that is special. That is unbelievable. Some of the tweets at JT the Brick on Jarrett Stidham, if you want to get through, uh, Kansas Raiders says, JT, give him an incentive-based contract. Give him a chance to earn that QB one spot, draft a rookie to sit behind him. Well, let's stop right there. Jared Stidham could take a contract to play quarterback somewhere else. So if you say incentive-based, if if you want to lowball Jarrett Stidham, Jared Stidham can go somewhere else. Uh, this one comes in from Assassin16, uh, JT, I'm okay with using him in any capacity depending on upon the rest of the quarterback room. He has shown courage, knowledge of the system, and appears to be a true gamer, a chance to win if he plays. Uh, another one, Is What It Is, He, he already, we already had one from him, Darla B. says JT, I think Stidham should start. He's shown a lot of poise under pressure. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. The Raiders should give him a chance. Raider Greg, JT, go get Stidham. I want him to be the starter until the youngster we draft is ready. I like his makeup, and the players are behind him, and he makes the system look great. I think we should build the defense up and let him ball. I'm going to favorite that one because that one seems to be what a lot of people are saying. Uh, Robert Alvarado says, JT, you know something? Sign Stid and draft a rookie. Let's go at it. Let's go at it 90, JT. Let's do it keep stidham and draft a rookie mike d mr d 23 if stidham is the starter next season it's because they're tanking i will probably take the season off instead of spending my money to fly to vegas to watch a game i will probably watch as a rookie struggles but stidham is not i repeat not a bridge quarterback Woo! that's a hot one young nasty man qb1 he's our guy let's go stidham uh, S. Benjamin says, J.T., him and Jimmy G. are backups. It would be good for just a year. Don't give up the house for anyone else, please. A Raider Greg. J.T., I'm listening. I like Stinham. And here's another one. Chuck in Cincinnati, Raider fan. Tank for Caleb. Tank for Caleb. I don't support any tanking. I want to win every bleeping game. Every game. So some of the tweets there, at J.T. the Brick on Jarrett Stidham if you want to get in uh, before the top of the hour 702-365-9200 is our toll-free number so we're going to talk to Doug Whaley who's going to join us as we already had it set up through the Vipers that we'd have a little vibe with some XFL today Rod Woodson had a pushback so we'll talk to Doug Whaley who is a vice president of all the player personnel and we'll find out he's a GM former GM of the Buffalo Bills I want to ask him about Lamar Jackson In regards to Lamar Jackson, there is a buzz around the league right now that he is being used by owners in collusion. I do not buy in on that. I do not believe that there's any issues where 31 or 32 owners are sitting there trying to play the number down for Lamar Jackson. I think that is a reckless comment or even to think about. I think there are a lot of good owners in this league. If you have a problem with an owner or two, and you think there's a racial element or something of their past or whatever, that's your, that's your point. That's not mine. I don't think the owners who are all billionaires are sitting around each other uh, texting each other saying, hey, let's do us all a favor and make sure we don't give Lamar Jackson a contract that's equal to Deshaun Watson or at the level of Daniel Jones. No, I am not that guy, and I will not be that guy on the radio. The NFL is a market. It's supposed to be a fair market. There's supposed to be contracts that go to the best available player for the most money available. That is it. And uh, once I go down that road where I would even think to believe that there's collusion. And look, I was really upset that Eric Bieniemy has to wait to be a head coach. And there's some other head coaches that got jobs over Eric Bieniemy. And I raised my hand and said, that is not fair. But I try to avoid the race connection at all costs, unless it's painfully obvious, or at least I'm ready to put my name on it. I'm not going to put my name on it when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I think there are plenty of owners there that want him and probably a few that will give him $200 million guaranteed. But as I nailed perfectly last year, when Deshaun Watson got that $240 million guaranteed, there was no chance in hell. No chance in hell that you were going to see anybody else get that. They weren't going to get it. It wasn't going to happen. And I didn't think there would be someone else who would get that. It just wasn't going to happen because that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money overall, and that type of money for me. you have, you got to make a great decision with your franchise if you're going to give anybody 200 plus million guaranteed. I don't care the color of their skin, if they're a pocket passer, if they're a running quarterback, whatever it is. That's the type of money that could put a franchise back years if you don't get it right. And I think Lamar Jackson will push a franchise forward, not backwards thrilled that we could get Doug Whaley former GM of the Buffalo Bills now senior vice president of player personnel for the XFL who's kind enough to join us and Doug thanks for doing this and I want to start off with the XFL overall I'm seeing some bigger crowds and some excitement with the rule changes tell us what that's all about and how the league looks so far
1: we're uh, first of all thanks for having me and uh I'm, we're excited to for what we're bringing to the football ecosystem. Uh, What we wanted to do is one, give players for whatever circumstance they are, they aren't in the NFL, give them a chance to develop and be a springboard to that ultimate goal of being professional football players in the NFL, or be a soft landing. And I mean this as in, have them have a chance to still live out their dream of being professional football players, have a source of income, and in two or three years, decide what they want to do with in the rest of your life. But the thing that we're most excited about are the access we're giving fans and the rule changes that promote, one, first of all, player safety, but second of all, excitement. What we wanted to do is get rid of a lot of those nothing plays, the point after try, the kickoff. Those are some of those rules that those plays are now action plays and uh, we think it's been well received and out of the 12 games that we've had six of them have been decided by around eight or nine points so we've had close games we've had high intensity football we've had pretty good quarterback play I know the first mm-hmm. week of our season our quarterbacks were playing uh, were completing 64.4 percent of their passes and football is a quarterback driven game and for our quarterbacks to be playing at that such a high level we're hoping that the fans are as excited as we are of what we're giving them.
0: Doug Welly's our guest. I saw The Rock on Sports Center the other night. Dwayne was on with Scott Van Belt, and they showed the crowd in the nation's capital in Washington, and the fans having fun. And you need buy-in in every market. You want buy-in in every market, but some some organizations have better stadiums, better fan experiences, easier access. And they're just, you know, not every team is equal the first three weeks of this league. I'm the former voice of the Vegas Outlaws when they started here with Vince McMahon. We had massive crowds in Vegas, and the league lasted one year. So when you look at individual markets and the players that you have, are there some markets you want to get up to speed a little bit quicker? And maybe an example or two of some of the markets that you're seeing the numbers. You're getting the feedback from the players, and they're really impressed with what they're seeing.
1: Well, first of all, in in totality, talking to players and talking to their agents, what we have Mm -hmm. provided them is a very professional setting for their professional growth. So right there, all our players are really excited of of the opportunity we're getting. There are certain markets like San Antonio, like St. Louis, where they don't have a professional team that the affinity of the fans is going to be a lot higher than in places like, of Vegas, So what we are uh, having to build on momentum of saying, let's start building and having those people understand that we are an alternative. We are part of the football ecosystem. And if you are a diehard fan, then you love football. But what we're really pointing to is trying to get those fringe fans and how we're going to do that is what I said before, the rules of our game so that you're not seeing f- plays that, amount to dead plays, and we're also giving you a lot of access, especially when you look at our, our, our broadcast, and we have great broadcast partner with ESPN, with yeah. the, the command center where you have Dean Blandino and you're sitting there listening to everything he does and when he's deliberating on a call. When you hear the, the coach-to-player communication, when you hear the offensive coordinator talking to the quarterback or what type of play he has, So those are the type of things that we are trying to get that fringe fan to come in and say, hey, we're not diehard football fans, but this product right now is good football, it's not gimmicky, and it's giving me something that I couldn't get from the NFL or or college.
0: Doug Welles, our guest, former NFL general manager, current XFL senior vice president of player personnel. Doug, for a few questions on the NFL, when you saw Lamar Jackson I get this non-exclusive tag. He didn't get $240 million like Deshaun Watson. But Daniel Jones got a really big contract. It's a shorter-term deal, considering his scenario with the Giants here. Walk me through what you're seeing from the outside on how Lamar Jackson doesn't have a deal, but Daniel Jones got a pretty big one in the number 1 media market.
1: It, it's very confounding. I mean, it's, it's very confusing and com- confounding because think about this. When is the last time an NDP quarterback hit the open market and didn't have teams fighting over each other for his services? Help me understand that. Help me understand how a guy with the record he has when he plays, an NDP candidate, not even candidate, recipient, and his clean off the field is not talked about as one of the top quarterback signings of the offseason. That Mm -hmm. is very interesting to me. And granted, Daniel Jones, good for him. And I think that was a win-win situation for both sides. Daniel Jones gets basically 40 a year for two years guaranteed, and the Giants get a chance to say, can he keep growing and maturing into that, hopefully, Super Bowl-winning quarterback that we hope he can be? If not... We can get out of it in two years. If so, Daniel Jones in two years can go back to the table and renegotiate. And two years from now, who knows where that cap's going to be. And by that time, maybe the, the going rate for, for quarterbacks isn't $50 million. Maybe it's 60 to $65 million. Mm-hmm. So that's a win-win, and I, I think that's a great deal for both sides there. But, again, help me understand how Lamar Jackson doesn't have a robust market. You already heard six teams come out within an hour of him getting that non exclusive tag saying, We're not interested. When does that happen? So I, that, that it's very confusing to me. And a lot of people may say, Oh, because he's representing himself. That's when mm-hmm. you get down to the brass, brass tactics of the ins and outs of the, converse, uh, of the contract, meaning, Oh, escalator causes and all of this other stuff. But the, just the interest in him should be a lot more robust than it is. And I, that's very confusing to me.
0: Doug Whaley, as we wrap it up, Doug, if you were on that flight and you've been a GM in the NFL, if you were on the flight with Woody Johnson, what would you be talking about as you landed in California to talk to Aaron Rodgers, knowing that green Bay might want to move that enormous contract and the jets haven't won in 54 years. What's the pitch for the jets to get Aaron Rodgers to come and leave green Bay, his secure place where he's been very successful and play for the Jets where they haven't had a lot of success?
1: Well, first of all, I would sit there and I would be talking to Woody Johnson to say, let's find out what Aaron Rodgers' end goal is. And I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about life. What does he want to transition to after football? And what can we as the New York Jets organization, but more importantly, the New York metropolitan area, have to offer him? Is he going to want to maybe get into media and, or, or film or, or theater or whatever? That's some of the types of things that you're really going to have to present to him to entice him because what I don't know him personally, but from mm-hmm. what I've seen from afar, Aaron is just not all about football. He's not that football junkie. And you can understand why he's going for those retreats that he does or hanging out and doing ayahuasca, all of that stuff. He's not the, and I don't mean this in a bad way. He's not the normal Mm -hmm. football meathead. He has some other interests. Let's find out what those interests are and pitch them on what we can offer him in the New York metropolitan area. And Woody Johnson, your owner, our owner, what connections do you have that can help propel him to his end goal? Because, From a football standpoint, we have a good pitch. We have a young team. We have a great defense. We have offensive weapons. So we can sell him on that. What we need to sell him on is life and what you Mm -hmm. want and what your interests are because he has shown that he has interests outside of football, and that's the pitch we have to throw at him and try to convince him that we're the best offer that he has out there to for not only immediate goal in the football field, but his end goal of what he wants to accomplish after football.
0: Very interesting. Doug, always appreciate the conversation. Best with the XFL. Hope to see you when you're out here in Vegas. Thanks for coming on with me.
1: Oh, no doubt. I'll definitely see you when I come out there. Take care. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Doug. Doug Whaley in place of Rod Woodson. Hopefully we get Rod uh, to come back with us tomorrow. The players, the big golf championship weekend. A guy named Ramey is 8-under, Morikawa 7-under, Spieth 3-under, Scotty Scheffler 4-under. Pretty good leaderboard. This is the greatest uh, field in all of golf. Is not at the Masters. It's at the Players' Championship, and where I was last week. I didn't play this course, but I played a course uh, about five miles away from this, and the weather was unbelievable and good to have the Golf Channel on now to watch this a little bit later on. Q is coming up next. Uh, We'll get to him coming up on the other side. He's got a big show lined up, as he always does. Uh, Last call for Jared Stidham calls. Uh, We spent today talking about him. Very positive. Very positive on Twitter. Nice to see that. Nice to see a day that wasn't just mean and ugly on social media when it came to Jared Stidham. I think most of Raider Nation likes Jared Stidham and thinks he can play in this league, and the Raiders have to have him on the roster no matter what. We'll wrap it up on the other side. Brought to you by the 872 Laborers, led by Tommy White, building the city safely and on time.
1: Stidham in the shotgun. There comes a blitz. He sees it. Jacobs picks it up. Stidham rolls to his right and take off at the 40. 45, far sideline and steps out of bounds. He picks up eight yards on the scramble to the right. A hole opened up, and just like last week where he picked up four first downs with his legs, he does one here in the
0: opening quarter. Oh, that's Jason Horowitz. How cool is that? So we're excited. Yeah, he's going to join us next week. So we're excited to have him on. He's doing a lot of work with college basketball. He's a tournament voice here. So we're excited about that. So we're ready to roll. Geese mode. Wrap it up on Jared Stidham. Exactly what do you want to see with him going forward?
5: Hey, how's it going, JT? Thanks for taking my mm-hmm. call. I know you're up against it. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, basically, Stidham to me as a starter is a signal in the right direction in terms of this building this thing the right way. I mean, if this, is, if this is a situation where gone are the days of overreaching and overpaying for draft picks and free agents that don't pan out, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. So them to me might be a short-term solution, might be a long-term solution, if that means we can build up in every aspect of this team and draft the next guy who can take it to the next level. So why doesn't,
0: everybody, why doesn't everybody think like you? Why am I dealing with a number of Raider fans who are losing their mind about not getting a Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, whoever it is? You seem to be calm and cool this off season and not threatening the coach that he has to win 12
5: games or 13 games if we get a rookie quarterback. I mean, I'll be frank. Stidham, as a starter, that's not going to win over any headline. Mm-hmm. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Lamar Jackson making noise, but this is a smart sound. If it's, if it's the case sounds to be a sound football decision mm-hmm. in the right direction. And with 20, 20 plus years of the opposite, I'm ready for the change and it looks to be okay. the right direction that we're going.
0: Thank you. Appreciate the call. There you go. So again, I love shows like this. I love shows that are calm, that aren't angry. Because I get loud all the time on the show, but I like to show that people aren't yelling at each other and freaking out and wanting to quit. And, you know, most of that is on social media, not on the phone lines. Fans who just could be rational and talk about the possibility of what Jared Stidham could mean for this team. So nice job today, Bobby and my buddy JOD and everybody who came up with Jared Stidham Day. That was a good way to get through a Thursday. Thanks to our guests who joined us also, all of our proud partners. Got a couple of announcements announcements on new partners and some of our established ones who will be with us again for what I think is the most exciting year in the history of Las Vegas sports with f1 and building towards the Super Bowl next year so I'm excited and we love our partners and love more if you want to be associated with our show we appreciate the fact that you get it Q is coming up next he always has a great show I'm on Sirius XM channel 82 from 4 to 6 p.m. a little bit of a break for a couple hours and back at it again if you have a satellite radio. Have a great night, everybody.